The views and opinions expressed in this recording do not necessarily reflect those of the St George Illawarra Dragons Rugby League Football Club. It was, uh, I, was, I was pretty pumped and full of adrenaline after the games, I didn't feel much. But I woke up this morning and um, everything felt like a dream, but I was pretty happy. I was still smiling when I woke up and um, I think it's someone I'll remember forever. Coming to you from St George Illawarra HQ, this is the Dragons Podcast, Off the Record. It's Newcastle Knights across the board in what is shaping up to be an important weekend for the Dragons. Hello and welcome to the Dragons Podcast, Off the Record. I'm your host, Jack Brady, and joining me each and every week is Sean Timmons. Timo, can you believe they brought us back? Yeah, I don't know. It uh, must have done all right, but uh, yeah, quite exciting. It was good uh, good to get Kezzy on the first show, but it's quite fun. We get to talk about a little bit of footy, get to have a bit of fun, and uh, it's pretty casual. So yeah, hopefully the listeners out there might enjoy some of the banter. Exactly, man. Our special guest this week, and he'll be joining us a little bit later on, is Matt Dufty, and what a debut it was for Mr. Dufty on the weekend. Yeah, it's outstanding. Obviously, he's been sort of biding his time in the under-20s and in the Intrust Super Cup for a, for a couple of years now. There's been a lot of talk about him, but finally got his chance with Dugan being out, and uh, outstanding debut. I thought he was uh, played exceptionally well. He was very dangerous with the ball. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure he'd be very happy, and uh, he'd be hoping for some more first grade in, in the future. But, yeah, I thought... Um, what a debut for him in a packed house at Wynn Stadium. I'm sure he's probably still buzzing. We'll touch on that Manly game in a little bit, but most importantly now we'll talk about this weekend. It is in Newcastle, McDonald Jones Stadium. On Saturday, this Saturday, round 21 of the NRL Telstra Premiership. All across the board, NYC's there, ISP, NRL. Big weekend there in Newcastle, mate, isn't it, across the, across the board? Yeah, huge weekend in rugby league, and I, I think up there they'll get a packed house. Newcastle fans are really... Really loyal, they always seem to pack out the stadium, and with the three games, as you said, being up there, it's going to be a great day of rugby league. Um, New, New, the Newcastle faith will be out. I suppose they've probably got a little bit of confidence about the way they played us a couple of weeks back. They probably thought that they probably should have won that, so I'm sure they're going to come into the game pretty confident, uh, but our bloke's coming off the back of uh, the Manly win. Hopefully we can go up there, and I'm sure they won't be complacent because uh, I think they know what nearly happened to them a few weeks ago. But there should be a game, and it's probably one of them danger games, but looking forward to a huge day of footy. It is Tuesday afternoon, so Teamless Tuesday is in, and uh, the Dragons team is here in front of me. We'll go through that now, Timo. At fullback, Matt Dufty, the wingers are Nene McDonald and uh, Jason Nightingale. The centers, Josh Dugan and Tim LaFaye. 5'8 and captain, Gareth Whittop and halfback, Josh McCrone. In the front row, Lisa Armow, Cameron McInnes and Paul Vaughan. In the back row, Tyson Frizzell, Joel Thompson and Jack DeBellin. On the bench, Tarek Sims, Jacob Host, Russell Packer and Kurt Mann. And in the reserves list is Blake Laurie, Tane Milne, Jake Marquito and Luciano Leilua. Big news there, mate, really, with Josh Dugan coming into the team in centres. For you and Aitken, obviously Matt Dufty made it quite the impression. Yeah, obviously uh, a bit of an injury there to Ewan. Uh, I'm not sure how long he's out, but the way Matty Dufty played on the weekend, he's kept his spot there at fullback. He's put uh, Dugan into the centres where we've seen Dugs play a fair bit of for the Dragons and the uh, and in representative footy. So, yeah, I think it's a lot of faith shown from the coaching staff to, uh, to keep Matt Dufty in there, and it's, it's probably credit to him that he played so well that they've got faith in him to, to keep that spot at the moment. So exciting news, and it'll be exciting to see how I think Dugan goes there in the centres. Uh, Dufty might bring a bit of um, something different to the team. I think he does at the back. He's got a bit of ball playing, and he's just got that pure pace, which, uh, yeah, it's hard to get someone with pure pace like that. He's a different fullback to Dugan. So, yeah, good on him. We've done two episodes so far, mate, and both times we've had 
you've had an allegiance to the opposition coach. This time, Nathan Brown, you you played with him and were coached by him. How do you think he goes as the Newcastle Knights coach? And do you think he's the man, uh, right man for the job in terms of their rebuilding? Yeah, let's be. He took over in a tough time. Obviously, they've uh, it's been some tough times up there at Newcastle uh, after the Bennett sort of era. There's been players move on and. They're a very young side, but I think Browning is the man. He's very good with um, developing young players. That's probably one of his strengths. Um, as I said, it's been a lean few years for him. I think they've only won a couple, maybe three or four games in the past two years. So very hard, but he's probably brought a lot of these young players on earlier than probably expected, and that's where he's really good at. So obviously they've been out in the player market trying to buy. I think they've started to buy a fair few players, but I think Browning's the right man for that job. I think probably other coaches you may have seen either walk away or, or quit. But Brown, he's, he is doing a good job out there. It's going to take time, but it must be uh, tough trying to get the players up every week when you are just losing back-to-back. But as I said, they weren't close to beating us the other week, so I'm sure he's going to have them pretty fired up. He be he loves going up against his old club and up against Mary, who's one of his mates too. So um, hopefully we can uh, give him a bit more misery up there on, on this weekend. We'll, uh, we've got the 21-man squad for Newcastle in front of us here, Timo. We'll go through that quickly now. At fullback, Nathan Ross. On the wings, Ken Seo and Sean Kenny Dow. Uh, in the centres, Dane Gagai and Peter Mataudia. 5'8", Brock Lamb, halfback Trent Hodkinson. In the front row, Daniel Safidi, Jamie Bureau and Josh King. In the back row, Sioni Mataudia and Joe Wardle. At lock, Mitchell Barnett. And the bench reads, Danny Levi, Luke Yates, Lockie Fitzgibbon, Mickey Payer, and the reserves list is Jack Cogger, Sam Stone, Brendan Elliott, and Jacob Saifidi. It's not a bad team considering how young they are overall, mate. Yeah, that's a pretty strong side, Newcastle side. They've got some really good young players in there. And now they're, as you, uh, they're starting, they've bought Kenny Dow, Kenny Dow into the side. They're starting to build uh, slowly like for next season, but they're in that side now. They've just picked. They've got some really good players, the Mataudia boys, especially their captain, the two Safidi boys up front. There's really good young players. So they've got some exciting players. Um, Hodkinson at halfback who's been around for a while. So it's going to be a tough match. As I said, it's... Uh, what they done to us a couple of weeks ago, I, I think they'll have confidence. But I know our boys will go up there expecting a very tough game. So I think we can win it. But uh, Newcastle, back in front of their home fans, who they normally draw a massive crowd up there. And with the three games, as you said, uh, should be pretty exciting. But, yeah, I'm pretty confident if our Dragons, if the boys come off the great win they've had here at Wynn Stadium on the weekend, I think we can get away with another win. One of the most exciting aspects, I think, of this game, mate, is, is probably Matt Dufty come up, coming up against Nathan Ross. Nathan Ross, similar kind of live wire. He's no stranger to fullback, despite this, this being maybe his fourth game at fullback in the NRL. This is like going to be a very good showdown between two young fullbacks here. Yeah, Will, the Ross dog, he's been a bit of, uh, pretty exciting this year for the NRL. He's one of them sort of, I suppose, characters in the game, but he's, uh, he's scored some outstanding tries. He's so strong. He gets around the park well. He probably plays a little bit like Dufty, but Dufty's just not quite as big as him yet. He's uh, still tiny, but Dufty, that's what I spoke about before. He's got pace. He's got pace to be able to burn people and get on their outside or inside, but he's been biding his time, Dufty, and this game on the weekend will probably be harder than his debut because the debut, probably they don't know too much about you, but I bet this week they've probably done a fair bit of work on Dufty, so this is where it's going to be hard for him to back it up, but... I'm sure that uh, with the coaching staff over there in Benny Hornby and Youngie and Mary that they would have uh, done a lot of work with him this week and uh, we'll see Dufty hopefully perform again and have we've got some plenty of strike now out in the centres with Duke. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how we, uh, how we match up. Dragons halfback Josh McCrone was asked about the Newcastle Knights during uh, the week from the local media. We'll just play that now. 
Yeah, mate, they're, they're, next win's not far around the corner, so hopefully it's a fortnight's time, not, not this week. But um, they're, they're a good team, a good young team. They're just learning how to win at the moment, so hopefully they don't learn this week. Yeah, <laughs> the dry humour of Josh McCrone there, mate. But uh, you did mention it last time we did play the Knights. There was a scare, but it was 28-10 at half-time, and the Dragons really had to peg their way back into it. The Knights are capable on their day. It's just a matter of them playing for the 80 minutes if they really want that win. Yeah, well, like, we done really well in the second half to come back on the back of, I think, Tyson, Frizzell and Dugues in that second half were outstanding. But I think if uh, if that happened again, I, I couldn't see us coming back to uh, to beat the Knights if they give us that much, uh, if they got in that much of a lead. But as I said, I think... Um, Newcastle will go in like pretty confident that they know that they can beat the Dragons or think they can beat them because they went so close a couple of weeks ago. But I think for our boys, as I said, they had the win on the weekend and I know that they probably kick in the backside the other week against Newcastle. They'll go up there expecting a real tough game and I'm sure Mary will have them really prepared for a tough game this weekend and they need to keep winning. Uh, we're sitting at the at eighth at the, the moment, brink, so yeah. we're, we're still on that sort of that dangerous position so we need to keep winning if we want to be any chance in these finals these are the games that we've got to we've got to keep winning so we're nearly at full strength and um as i said it's going to be a, a good battle up there we touched on it briefly before with you and aiken being and i believe we have a grab there of josh mccrone talking about the depth in the centers yeah he's he's, a, he's got a strong carry for us and he's obviously a very strong one-on-one defender so um he, he does it does add a lot to our team. In saying that, we've got Tane Milne and Kurt Mann that have filled in the centres there too and done a superb job. So, as I said, we've got great depth. Neither of them are going to be in the centres this week, obviously, with Dugues there. But with Ewan, it's still up in the air about how long he's out for, which is a massive blow and it's very sad considering the season that he's had. He's been in and out of first grade. So, yet to be determined how long he's out for, but very sad news for Ewan to be out again. Yeah, he's had a, uh, a couple of injuries this year and, yeah, obviously, he's a big loss. He's, uh, he, he's really... Uh, Sort of come on as a bit of a leader, I suppose, in our side. He's very strong with his carries at the back of the field. So, um, But as uh, they were just talking about, we've got a fair bit of depth in the centres. Kurt Mann's sort of been the everywhere man this year. He can fill in there. Tane Milne's done a good job when he's there. And uh, we've got the opportunity to put Dugan in there and Dufty at fullback this week. So they've got plenty of options that they can do. Um, but it's up to someone like Dufty now to play well on the weekend and just and keep his spot there and make Mary keep Dugan in the centre. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting. But as I said, I think that there's plenty of depth in them positions. So, But, um, yeah, Dufty's just got to force his hand and play outstanding and, try, I suppose, try and keep Dugan in the centres. It's probably the perfect segue to go back into last week's game, mate, considering, you know, how good Dufty was. It was a 52-22 win to the Dragons over the Manly Seagulls, mate. There was a bit of a scare, though. In, the, in, in that second half, like, how were you feeling there watching on the sideline? Nervous. I would have hated to have been <laughs> in uh, the coach's box with Mary and co, but got quite scary. Obviously, 30 nil at half time. We went, how good's this? Great crowd. Sunny day. We're up 30 points. But then when they come back, the first half, they sort of went try. went, oh, that's okay. And then they went try again. And then <laughs> next thing you look up and they were six points or eight points away. It's like, holy, you know you what? Sw- but, you, yeah, uh, just, <laughs> be careful, mate. We don't know. But, do, we, uh, do we have a beeper, Pat? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but obviously I think that, yeah, they can't afford to do that. Um, but obviously it happened on the weekend. But the best thing is they reacted again after it, went and put on some tries. So coming away with a 30-point win. But, yeah, I'm sure that's been on their tip sheet. And Mary spoke to the side about that this week, about that uh, little episode after half time. The tender was around 15-minute period where they, uh, yeah, just let slip. But um, in saying that, as I said, they done really well to – fight back and put some good tries on the board towards the back end of the game. 
Manly scored four tries in 14 minutes in that second. 14 minutes, sorry, in that second half. That's impossible, four tries in four minutes. But anyway, coach Paul McGregor talked about a crucial moment in that second half, and I tend to agree with him. We'll just play that now, Paddy. I thought a real special moment was when Nene took that ball above his head around that, I think it was 30-22 at the time, and that was needed. Um, it goes the other way, and it, they get a try there. We're really under the pump. But to come up with a big play like that at that time... Uh, I thought that really swung the moment. We went 90 that set and really turned it, turned it back into a, uh, our way. And, you know, we closed out scoring some good tries at the end. Nene's catch midway through that second half, mate, I'm pretty sure it was only the second time in the half that the Dragons had touched the ball. And they went 90 metres, as Mary said, and I think they scored off that set. So that play in particular, mate, how important did you see that as in the grand scheme of the game? Yeah, pretty much just like Mary said, it was huge. Um, they had all the momentum. They were pouring on the points and I think yes they were only it was 30 to 22 so when that went up I remember being quite nervous but the way Nene caught it um, under pressure it was a, it was an outstanding take and then to roll down the end of the field and it got us got the momentum a little bit back in our way it could have gone as Mary said the other way if they we spilt that they scored it could have been 30 or 30 28 and you don't know what could have happened but it was a great catch under pressure and uh, yeah it got us back on the on the front foot it would have been the greatest NRL comeback of all time, I think, mate, uh, if they did pull it off. But they didn't, luckily. Uh, which glad is glad that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, Dragons don't need that right now, especially heading into the six, like, final six weeks of the season. On the brink of the eight, as we mentioned, Newcastle this weekend, it's a perfect opportunity to, to spread themselves away from the pack that's chasing them uh, in the bottom eight of the competition, isn't it? Yeah, well, we just need to keep winning. Um, we've got, uh, as I said, we've got, they've just got to go about it bit of a cliche but week by week they've got to knock off Newcastle first worry about next week so this week every week's going to be tough there's going to be sides like Newcastle sides that aren't in the eight that are just going to want to upset sides that are trying to fight for that uh, sort of semi-final position but if we want to be a real threat in these final series you've got to win these type of games you need to go in with momentum and we've got I'm confident we've got the players in the side that we can do that guys like Frizzell and that have been outstanding we've got Dugan we've got representative players in our side so I think we can keep winning um, yeah, so and it's just got to start this week again with Newcastle. So hopefully we can keep winning, and a few other sides lose, and we uh, sneak our way back up into that into that uh, eight a bit further up the ladder. Probably the perfect note to leave it on for now. After the break, we'll catch up with Matt Dafter. We caught up with him yesterday. Timo was he couldn't get the smile off his face. Yeah, he was pretty pumped. I don't know whether he'd been asleep since the game, but he was quite excited. He looked like a a little kid still, and he obviously said he was so excited he uh, he couldn't sleep. He said the night before the game he was pretty pumped, and um, yeah, just to see that excitement, it sort of brings back memories of when you make your debut. But yeah, it's just great to see how happy he was. The life and times of Matt Dufty is up next. Hey Kurt, what do you think about the new player in town? What? The Dragons credit card from St George. Um, looks great in the red V kit. And now you can get 10% off for the Dragons team store with it. Really? What's your go-to meal at the footy? Um, well, now you can use the Dragons credit card to buy it. Nice seats here, Kurt. Yeah, they're all right, eh? But you can upgrade by showing your Dragons credit card at the gate pre-game. Ooh, sign me up, then. He was unbelievable, wasn't he? Um, it, I've been playing with him since he was 12, and I had... Um, I had all confidence in him going into the game yesterday and I was, I was real happy for him and, and to see him perform like that was something that like, I'm, I'm very happy for him. Welcome back to Off The Record. Now we did promise a special guest in Matt Dufty but you just listened to Jacob Post talk about Mr Dufty and Mr Dufty how are you? <laughs> yeah I'm good thanks. Mate, 
obviously you did play your debut on the weekend firstly how did you pull up and how was that for an experience yeah i pulled up pretty sore um it was uh i was i was pretty pumped and full of adrenaline after the game so i didn't feel much but i woke up this morning and um everything felt like a dream but i was pretty happy i was still smiling when i woke up and um i think it's someone i'll remember forever you look like you're still buzzing, but you were, you were born in Hurstville, um, so it must have been, you're a local St. George boy, you played all your juniors there. Um, must have been a, a proud moment, I suppose, for you and your parents, yesterday making your debut down here at Wynn Stadium, packed house, probably couldn't have picked a, a better day to make your debut. Yeah, I couldn't have asked for, for a better place to debut, and um, I had heaps of friends, family from uh, my, my friends at school, from my local club, um, Penzhurst, from... Uh, kids that, that that play for Penzas and just wanted to come down and watch so it was a very humbling experience and it just shows you how much support you have out there mate as timo mentioned you're a saint george junior take us take us back to ben mate how was it growing up in the area and coming through the grades there yeah i was always um i was always really little um coming through the grades like i didn't re- didn't really grow till till year 11 but um coming through the grades i think we've still got five um from my harold matt's team playing in um like training with full-time first grade squad and to play yesterday with hosty was was something pretty special and i had his parents um send me a message before the game saying good luck and and they're proud and i couldn't have asked for 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 a better mate and a better time to debut yeah talking about all them guys you said you come through with um and you coach in one of them sides benny hornby uh he must have had a fair bit to do with your um, career so far, I suppose. Uh, he uh, uh, coached your SG ball side, and uh, obviously you've had him now moving forward throughout. You've been in the full time squad, but Benny Hornby been a, a pretty good influence on your career so far. Yeah, Benny, um, he's been uh, one of the the main influences in, in my career so far. I remember round one of SG ball, he he dropped me, um, didn't play me, he put me his 18th man just to teach me a lesson and <laughs> teach me what he's a cranky man, man. Yeah, what footy's all about. So. <laughs> Um, but I definitely owe a lot to him. I, w- I was playing in the halves before before he moved me to fullback, and and um, looking back on it, I'm I'm pretty happy he did. Yeah, that's good. He probably uh, looking from the outside, he probably sees a little bit of himself in you. I suppose he was a fullback. He played a lot of. He got moved into the into the halves. But yeah, mate, it was just a it was a great effort yesterday to um, to see your debut. So obviously, do you remember most? all over the game you didn't get any there was no head knocks or anything you you remember the whole day or was it a bit oh, of a buzz it was a bit of a buzz the whole game was was pretty much a blur so we're gonna have to watch it again but i just remember about a little bit and remember just feeling excited and flying through it it's quickest 80 minutes i've ever, I've ever played mate to have you've mentioned hosty but blokes like Kame, isaac thompson blake laurie jay field you've been around yeah. those boys for a long time does that help you keep you grounded in these situations yeah definitely um uh, I owe a lot to Isaac, Luch, Hummer and Hosty because the four of them I've, I've known since I was, I was 13 and um, to come through them has definitely made the transition from grade to grade a lot easier. Out of, uh, yeah, we spoke about the younger guys then, but out in the, in the senior players now, the, who's someone in the first grade squad yesterday that sort of looked after you, that helped you, I suppose, ease the nerves and make your job a lot easier, um, yeah, to, to making your debut? Uh, definitely... Um, Russell and uh, Simsy, they they both bashed me around a bit in in the sheds before we ran out. But um, Doogie came up to me as well and said like, just keep calm and and play your own game and, and you'll be sweet. And that that really calmed me down and and helped me play the way I did yesterday. That's good. Simsy and Packer bashed you. Yeah, 
I saw it. I watched the the pregame, and just before he walked out, you could see Russell put me in a headlock and pushed me in the back real hard. And I didn't really remember well, that. He's doing a bit of wrestling. No, he was just old school pump up. That's <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It worked anyway. I thought. I thought. Yeah, you were outstanding yesterday. You looked dangerous all the time when you had the ball. And I suppose you get that try at the end too. Yeah, couldn't have, couldn't have, uh, couldn't have had a better debut. Yeah, that try at the end though. Couldn't really remember. It. Didn't know what I was doing <laughs> afterwards, but yeah, I got in. I got in today, and and Benny Hornby made sure I was I was level headed and feet were still on the ground. So still showed me there's a lot to to improve on, but still over the moon with um yesterday and couldn't be happier. Mate, every young player has inspirations growing up. Obviously, you played for Pentas and things like that. Who were your inspirations when you were a junior and coming through the grades? Well, my dad um, followed the Roosters when when we were growing up and. We used to go to the Anzac Day test, um, Anzac Day game between um, Dragons and Roosters every year, and I used to love Anthony Minicello. But um, my favourite player when I was growing up was Darren Lockyer. I used to used to love him, even though he's a Queenslander now. But <laughs> looking back on it, um, he was definitely someone I, I looked up to. Big games, Em. Obviously, the Anzac Day game. So um, now you've made your debut, as you said. Um, I suppose I bet you. Hopefully got aspirations and dreams next year. Dugan moving on, so I'm sure after your game yesterday, you'd probably be hoping to cement a spot somewhere in that Dragon 17 because I know what it's like once you play first grade, especially with a crowd like that. Yes, yeah, so you, you don't really want to go back to playing reserve grade. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. That that crowd yesterday hadn't experienced anything like it, and um, to have to have the whole fan base behind you when when you run out for your debut was was pretty special. But um, Next year's a long way away. Doogie's still here this year and he's got a lot to offer the team, so we'll, we'll just have to get into pre-season next year and work hard. Mate, you've obviously come through the grades, you know, the NYCs, the, the ISPs. How did you find the step up from those two grades to, to yesterday? What was the main differences there? It was, it was like a combination of both. Yesterday, it was the game was so fast and the physicality was, was, like, um, was like New South Wales Cup, but the thing I noticed was just everyone does their role really well like you don't have to worry about anyone not doing their role and I think it, to have halves like McCrone and, and Wid up there yesterday was someone I haven't really had before they they just directed everything around told you what you needed to do and it was it was really easy it was a lot less stressful and mate everyone talks about NYC it's obviously coming to an end this year in, in its current form how much do you owe your success at NYC? Because I read here, 54 tries in 64 games. It's pretty impressive. It's, how, how much did the NYC help you and, and get you to where you are today? Yeah, um, well, Benny Hornby was uh, lucky enough to, to get me out of my last year of SJ Ball and take me up to 20s two years early or three years early. And um, I guess playing against uh, older people in, in a stacked team we had the first year I played was was pretty good but I definitely owe a lot to it because um, it gave me the opportunity to get into the first grade pre-season squad and from there you can uh, show the coaches what you got. Yeah well, you come up against uh, a bit of a superstar in the game a young up-and-coming Jesse and Tom uh, Trebojevic so it must have been a bit of a buzz I suppose for you you watch these guys on TV and end up getting to play against them Cherry Evans and guys like that but that's what must have been a bit of a buzz for you uh, coming up against these type of players and I, I thought you'd done well uh, matching up against them yeah well, me and Tommy have uh, been rivals since we were, we were 14 so I see your age is he Tom? yeah okay. uh, we've played in, in a couple teams together um, we played a couple of origins together in the younger grades and um, 
So I was feeling pretty confident coming up against him, even though he's, he's got he's he's killed it the last couple of years. But I I didn't really think about that. I just thought about him as a kid I've played against my whole life. That's good. That's the way to do it. And you beat him for pace for that first try, mate. Did you, give, <laughs> did you throw a few words his way, or what, what's nah. doing there? Oh, I stumbled when I got through the line, and I was thinking, oh shit, he's gonna get me here. And, uh, <laughs> he kind of fell off, and I fell over the line. And I was just I was just over the moon. And mate, I suppose. Timo talked about 2018 with Dukes leaving, but what are your hopes for the remainder of the season? Oh, obviously, I'd love to um, stay in the first grade team in the 17, but uh, if Mary thinks it's it's best for me to drop back, then um, I'll be happy to do it. Paddy's got a soundbite, I think, of Mr McGregor there on your debut, mate. We'll give that a quick listen. But, uh, yeah, look, Duff, was, it's good. It's the third guy that um, come through our 20 system that's debuted this year. That's a nice pathway for the young blokes and um, you know, we had a lot of experience there today so it was a good time for him to uh, make his debut at home and in a nice afternoon uh, with the home crowd. Uh, special mention the home crowd was very big today which is good. So look, um, you know, to get out there he showed what he's got. He's got ability to, um, to burn people with his speed and he's got a really nice catch and pass and he's, you know, his strength there is a little bit deceptible where he because he's so quick, he can get away from people, so he can use that, uh, you know, his natural strength. Uh, and I thought it was a real solid debut, to be honest, yeah. That must mean the world to you, Duff, to hear that from the coach and give you a lot of confidence heading into the remainder of the season. Yeah, definitely. Um, Mary's talked to me a lot this year saying what I need to improve on and that I'm closer than I think because I've really wanted to play all year, but um, sat me down and just said you got to focus on the team you're in and your time will come you just gotta you bide your time and then yesterday before the game he talked to me and said don't be too nervous nerves are good but um you've earned your spot here so go take it and i think that really helped i think that's a good note to leave it on guys matt thanks for joining us mate oh thanks for having me thanks stuff great work yesterday mate it was outstanding thank and, you and good luck for the rest of the season mate thank you cheers bye the fire is born in our blood. We, the descendants of dragons, the passion runs deep. We ride every collision, every try, every moment together. This is jubilation. Where there is tradition, there is history. Where there is heritage, there is pride. The belonging, the connection, the commitment. Be in that number. March with us in 2017. Welcome back to Off The Record. We just played you our chat with Matt Duffy from Monday afternoon. And Timo, how good was Mr Duffy? Yeah, it was good. I think we said before, it was just great to see the excitement in uh, in his eyes, how excited he was about playing. And for him, uh, for someone on debut, it's always great to win. He scored a try, so he's a, he's a pretty happy boy. And being a, a local St George boy, I think it would have been a proud moment for him and his family. So it was just great to see, uh, yeah, see the joy in his face. And... I'm sure, and hopefully we might see him for years to come in the uh, in the Red V. Well, at least we'll see him this weekend, mate, in Newcastle. We'll go for that again at round 21 of the NRL Tostra Premiership at McDonald Jones Stadium in Newcastle. Triple header. NYC will kick it off. They're second on the ladder now after a thumping win over Seagulls. They're on fire, aren't they, Timo? Yeah, they're playing really well. We've got some great young talent coming through uh, in the 20s. I was fortunate enough to have a bit to do with some of these guys with the Illawarra SG ball side, but... The under-20s, yeah, they've, Wayne Collins has done an outstanding job with them. Um, and a lot of these kids are a year young, so we'll see them again in the 20s next year. But they're sitting great at the moment, so hopefully they can keep on winning. They're sitting sitting second at the moment. Um, yeah, exciting times in the next sort of 
few weeks and uh, leading on into the semis with them. So I'm looking forward to see how they can go. The Intrust Super Premiership side will follow after that. They're not going so crash hot at the moment. They're ninth on the ladder. They play in eighth place Newcastle Knights, though, who are only one point ahead of them. So it's a pretty much do or die clash for Matty Heads, man, isn't it? Yeah, big game. As you said, they're just on uh, just out of the eight, and Newcastle are eight. So hopefully they could swap positions with a good performance from us. We can try and jump them, but we need to win. Uh, yeah, need to start winning. As I said, it's getting to that time of year. You can't afford to put too many more losses on. So I'm sure Matty Head's getting his boys right up, um, and uh, hopefully we'll see three wins up there at Newcastle on, on Saturday. Well, the NRO will follow at 2pm, and I think that's where we'll leave it, mate. Thanks again for joining us, Timo. Cheers, Jack. And uh, tune in next week for Off the Record Episode 3, if they have us back. Later. Later.